Welcome to the Project Life Podcast. I am Mike Watson. On this podcast, we're going to explore being a dad and operating the world in that role. Also, the other role of just being a dude, being a man in this world. And then lastly, it's about running a business with my wife. So the ins and outs of how we make that happen, advice and things that I've learned over my lifetime and things that actually work to grow our business. So enjoy this episode of Project Life with Mike Watts and have a great rest of the day. Welcome back to Project Life with Mike Watts. It is what's up, people? Mike Watts. And um, just wanted to come with you. I got another book review. I've been really... The wintertime, man, I read some serious books. I think in 2018, I've already polished off like five books, uh, something like that. A lot of them about the, the, the drug world and George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton and how they were all wrapped into the drug game and... I don't know how much of this is true, but yeah, that's not what we're going to talk about today. So today we're going to talk about a book called Between the World and Me with Taha Nessie Coates. He's the writer. Uh, this is a New York Times bestselling book. Uh, this is just a kind of an update on who this guy is for you. He's a national correspondent for The Atlantic and the author of a memoir called The Beautiful Struggle, which I actually have. Do I have that? Yep, I have it on my bookshelf over here. Um, as for my podcast listeners, I'm actually recording this live on Facebook right now. Uh, for those of you watching on Facebook, these are all my books that I'm currently in the queue to read. And so for those of you back on the podcast, so he is a, for the Atlanter, the author of a memoir, Beautiful Struggle. Coates has received the National Magazine Award Hillman Prize for Opinion and Journalism and the George Polk Award for his Atlantic cover story, The Case of R Reparations. He lives in New York with his wife and son. I don't think I pronounced that name correctly. Pronunciation is not my thing. Anyway, that's not what I'm not here to talk about. My pronunciation issues. We're talking We're talking about this book that he wrote called Between the World and Me. Uh, this was a book that he wrote to his son. And it is literally like 150 pages of a letter to his son. So like we write a birthday card to somebody that's like two car two two, you know, maybe you only write a birthday card on one side of the, the card because you don't have enough to say to the person or maybe you write it on two sides. You know how that works. We can write those things. This dude wrote a, a book to his kid and I think it's phenomenal. It's about his work and it's, I'll just read you what it says here because I think it's in, I'll just let the book explain instead of me. It's his attempt to answer these questions in a letter to his adolescent son. He shares the story of his awakening to the truth about his place in the world through a series of experiences from Howard University to Civil War battlefields, from the south side of Chicago to Paris, from his childhood, childhood home to the living rooms of mothers whose children's lives were taken as America's American plunder. Beautifully woven from personal narrative and reimagined history afresh between the world. I mean, this, I actually stopped reading it and I had to take a break and come back to it because, and the main reason is because this is a, a black man who grew up in Baltimore, went to Howard University, which is an all um, black school. And what that journey was like as he was experiencing that and then growing up and like talking about Chicago and all the 
unequal rights that people have uh, in when it comes to race. And we're experiencing it front and center right now. It is in the, our face in the United States of America every single day. And it's our choice whether or not we decide to do anything with it to make it better for other people. And as I'm reading this book, I'm, I'm sh- I, he is sharing his experience and I'm living through his experience. Because for those of you who don't know, uh, I grew up in Valparaiso, Indiana, which is a predominantly white town, and I am a white male in the United States, and we pretty much can do anything we want, right? And um, clearly that we've seen with the business titans that have fallen, um, they've been able to get away with anything they want for a really long time. And so it gives me perspective. And so the beautiful part about reading things like this for me is this education. It's for me to just see from someone else's point of view what they're experiencing because it is for their education. And I believe um, I did a podcast recently regarding the Michelle Obama, Jimmy Kimmel deal. And the guy that was like so anti on the Jimmy Kimmel show that was so anti DACA recipients and like, you got to go out. Like he's living his own perspective. He's not understanding from someone else's point of view and understanding what they like. If that dude was brought to this country when he was two years old and he's got about to get kicked out, he wouldn't be saying those things like he wasn't experiencing someone else's perspective. So when I read a book like Between the World and Me, and I'll just read you kind of a paragraph here because I, I find out like I'm doing book readings when I do these reviews that I feel and I start reading out of them. So now it's like I have my own book, but instead I'm just reading to you. It's cute, isn't it? Aren't you? Isn't isn't it cute, guys? Uh, the birth. This is a paragraph that he wrote. The birth of a better world is not ultimately. This is him writing to his son. Remember, okay. The birth of a better world is not ultimately up to you. Though I know each day there are grown men and women who tell us tell you otherwise. The world needs saving precisely because of the actions of these same men and women. I am not a cynic. I love you, and I love the world, and I love it more with every new inch I discover. But you are a black boy and you must be responsible for your body in a way that other boys cannot know. Indeed, you must be responsible for the worst actions of other black bodies, which somehow will always be assigned to you. And you must be responsible for the bodies of the powerful. The policeman who cracks you with a nightstick will quickly find his excuse in your fertile movements. Fertile movements? That's not right. And this is not reducible to just you. The women around you must be responsible for their bodies in a way that you will never know. You have to make your peace with the chaos, but you cannot lie. You cannot forget how much they took from us and how they transformed our very bodies into sugar, tobacco, cotton, and gold. I mean, that, like, what? I don't... I mean, that is like super deep. And for me, it's really important to understand other people's perspectives and point of views, right? And I said that. And for we're talking about right now with Me Too and Time's Up and women from a sexual harassment experience. And a lot of this, I'm just listening, right? I'm not. Somebody said this the other day. What's the best thing that can happen right now is just listen. Listen to what people's experiences are, right? And for men that are questioning and exactly what to do or how to help women or what we need to do, we don't have to help anything, right? 
we don't have to do anything. We just have to listen. And it's really odd. And it's a really weird thing because as men, we want to help situations and fix them and take care of problems and et cetera. And when I read a passage like this, now I sound like I'm a minister or something. When I read a paragraph like this out of a book, it is, it's just listening, like in, in taking it in. And that's like freaking intense, but it's true. You know, it's like on the backbone of this country, how it got started and it's the mistreatment. And he talks about a lot of this in throughout the book about our bodies and like our sacred bodies, where even in his community in Baltimore, which was predominantly black as he grew up and walking down the street, he was never safe. Like he would walk on one side of the street. He was afraid that he was going to get beat up by the gangs or try to get into a gang. And then he walks on the other side of the street. He's afraid of the cops will attack him or beat him up or whatever that may be. And like, I never had to experience any of these things. Like, this isn't something I... The only time I ever had issues with cops when I did stupid stuff like getting too wasted, right? Or deciding to, like, carry a bunch of weed around with me. This isn't something about just walking down the street and experiencing this this, this for him. But this is what he went through, right? And this is what many people go through right now. And this is the best time that right at this moment, like, I'm reading this... As I read this book... Um, and kind of the struggle that he went through and what it was like to grow up and what it's been like for him just now as an adult, like he's been very successful as he's been, I, for me to figure out how to pronounce his name correctly, I listened to Stephen Colbert, right? And, and he is the, you know, and he's in all these other talk shows when you put it on there and he's been all over the place. And for me, it's just like, all I'm doing, and this is the only thing I know how to do at this moment in time is just listen. It's listen to people's perspectives. It's listen to what people have gone through. And it's to take it all in, understand what their other side of perspective is, and to try to do better. You know, and it's for me to tr- just try to do better and like be a better human. And if I see something that people are being mistreated, is it's my responsibility to stick up for that. And it's for me to educate, I mean, not really to educate my daughter. She already experiences this. She doesn't grow up she doesn't come into the world being a racist, right? She doesn't, (laughs) these are things that are taught to, to them over time. Like she doesn't come in like little kids don't come into the world being like, Oh wow, I'm a racist. I'm a, I hate women or I hate lesbians and gay people. Like, no, the kids don't come into the world like that. They're taught these things. These are the ingrained pieces that as adults, we teach our children this and, it's not, you know, and it's, it's what that person knows, right? So we can make people wrong a lot and we do it. But for me at this moment, it's about reading books like this and reading the rest of his books and then finding other authors and experiencing this about like he, Tony Morrison, that is, is, has a quote on the front. Like, I don't even know who that is. I mean, I feel like I should know who that is. Let me just Google that real fast and reading stuff by this person. Right. Or this woman, excuse me. She was an American novelist, essayist, editor, teacher and professor at Princeton. She won the Pulitzer Surprise and American Book Award in 1988 for Beloved. The novel was adapted into a film and starring Oprah Winfrey and Danny Glover in 1998. Well, that's whoa. She's done some serious stuff, right? She is still alive and uh, lives in Ohio. Um. Okay, she's a Nobel Prize in, oh wow, she won the Nobel Prize in Literature and Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. Like, this is on the cover, this is a quote on the cover of this dude's book. Like, this is probably somebody else I should read because I'd probably learn a lot, right? And so, at this time, I mean, to make the world, like, 
to go back to what I said a couple episodes ago regarding Jimmy Kimmel and Michelle Obama, it is our responsibility to pay attention. And I'm just taking that responsibility because I want to pay attention. And I would like to leave this world a little bit of a better place as much as I can, you know, but I'm also educating myself because these are stories and experiences that I never will go through and never have gone through and never will experience. So I'm just listening. And I think that's the best thing we can do. I highly recommend this book. Um, and there's also a crazy, super amazing documentary um, that kind of goes along. I'll have to do that in another episode because it, I actually had to stop watching it. But it was about the march that took place in um, Missouri. And when Michael Brown was killed. Was that in Missouri? Yes, Ferguson, Missouri. And it he talks about this in his book about when Michael Brown was killed. And there was actually a documentary that I watched um, experiencing what that was like. And I actually had to stop watching it because it was like, it just like hurt me to my soul. And so it's this book because people are like, like we are, we live in a society that people act like this. Um, so it was, yeah. So there's been a lot of uh, transparency and clarity and listening that I've done since I started reading this book. So it's called Between the World and Me by Tennessee Coates. I think I said that correctly. So enjoy, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers. What's up, people? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. One last thing before we close it out and you let you get back to your day. I put together a free giveaway, actually, on MikeJWatts.com. You can go check it out now, but it's download my free three tools to make your business life easier starting now. And I gave away three simple tips and things that we use in our business that hands down make our life easier, that allows for scale. It allows for solid operating structures so we can scale to the next level of revenue. So you can get that free giveaway. It's a PDF download. You just type it in. Plus, you'll also be on my weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday. And I really love it because it's three to four things that I really found valuable in the week and that hopefully you enjoy as well. So you can get all that downloaded over at MikeJWatts.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there and I'll see you guys on the next episode of Project Life. Cheers.